You are listening to the Hope Public Schools Weekly Podcast. This podcast is produced by the Hope Public School District as a communication tool for students, parents, staff, and community. I want to welcome you to today's episode. I'm Hope Public School Superintendent Dr. Bobby Hart. A little over three years ago, Hope Public Schools started what we like to refer to or what we refer to as the Hope Academy of Public Service. It was started uh, as a way to, to help speed up kids' uh, early college preparation. Uh, it's been a real success for our district so far and, and for the kids that are involved in the program. Uh, as a matter of fact, in May, we'll be graduating the first class of eighth graders who started in the fifth grade uh, in the system. It's been an A achieving, an A rated school for a couple of years. It slipped to a B over the last couple of years. But the main thing that, that we're the most excited about is the public service aspect to the Hope Academy of Public Service. Our kids are involved in our community in a multitude of ways and in a multitude of avenues for them to help give back to the community. I sat down recently with the facilitator of our public service program, not just at HAPS, but for our entire district, Ms. Joan Crowder. Joan is a graduate, 1981 graduate, as a matter of fact, of uh, Hope High School. Uh, she's taught in the public school system uh, at various places throughout our state, and uh, we're very fortunate to have her come in and really develop a program uh, at HAPS and throughout the entire school district that helps us focus on making Hope and Hempstead County a better place for everyone involved. I hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, well, let's get started then. Okay. Um, let's talk about public service. All right. And talk about, uh, first of all, how we kind of came to the conclusion that we wanted to have a public service academy. I'll start by saying, we realized that when we started the HAPS campus that we wanted it to have something different. And we look back on a series of uh, people who've grown up in Hope mm -hmm. and Hempstead County and looked at what they've done and how they've given back to their communities. And we wanted to emulate some of that. So we started the Hope Academy of Public Service four years ago now. and. Um, Two years ago, am I right? This is your mm -hmm. second year. Mm -hmm. this? Uh, two years ago, we started uh, the, the position of facilitator for public service because we knew that it was starting to grow throughout the district. So, um, tell us a little bit about what you do as that facilitator, and then we'll get into what our kids do. So, does that make sense? It does. As the public service facilitator, of course, I'm. I am the face of public service for our school district. Uh, I have meetings with possible partners. I set up the events when we have them, help you know organize the events, make sure we have the supplies we need. And then I also educate the kids about what public service is while we have it, what our project is going to be, what we hope to accomplish with the project and then log everyone's community service hours. That's a full-time job. It is full-time. It's, <laughs> it's a fun job, though. Yeah. Well, Very fun. And, and you, I think not just the face of public service, but to a certain extent, you're the face of our school system to, to, to a big extent, too, because people contact and reach out to you um, for 
events and for things. And uh, so I appreciate the bright smiley face and the the positive outlook that you provide for the district. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for uh, allowing me to serve for our district. It's fun for me because I grew up in Hope. I graduated from Hope High School in 1981. So it's been a fun thing for me to get to come back to our community and give back to a community that gave to me when I was growing up. For some reason, I did not realize you graduated from Hope High School. I did, 1981. So it's been nice to come back, see classmates that are still here working in our district and uh, in Hope. Well, and and it's, it's, uh, you've got an education background too. It's not like you just were planted in public service. You taught for a number of years. Yes, this is my 31st year in uh, public education, so time flies when you're having fun. There's no way you could have been <laughs> teaching for 31 years. You had to have started when you were like 15 or something. Well, um, some mornings I can tell I've done it for 31 years because I'm tired when I get up. But um, I have really enjoyed everything. I mean, I've taught everything from third grade to sixth grade. I've been an instructional facilitator and... Um, now I'm here serving as public with public service. Well, let's let's talk about that. What is the connection? Do you see a connection there between literacy instruction or education in general and public service? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you can uh, use all those avenues to educate the kids. I know the um, Department of Ed has really put the focus for public service or community service learning in social studies. But of course, in social studies, you have all the literacy elements when you're in a, in a social studies classroom. So it's just a good way for the kids to learn about the community, to grow as citizens, to be able to problem solve, see things that they would like to do or like to um, help our community accomplish. You know, our uh, East kids had that big project last year where they worked on Edith Brown. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was kind of an area where they're like, gosh, we see this as something that needs to be utilized. And they ended up making money off the for the school district and everything. So um, I definitely think it can be, you can emphasize service learning no matter what area you're teaching. And everybody plays a role in every community. And it's never too early to start letting kids know that it's that's the expectation, I guess, or at least that it's okay to be involved in things that you really don't get any monetary benefit out of, right. and that you do it simply because it's the right thing to do. And, and it's if someone asks for help, you give you provide help. Um, a lot of times we forget that, even as adults, we do. We forget that that we we've got a responsibility to our fellow man. It's easy to get lulled into just caring about yourself. Yes, it is. So um, you, you mentioned uh, uh, community service learning and the way I think the division of education, division of elementary and secondary education, uh, what we used to call the department, uh, mm-hmm. looks at uh, uh, community service learning or community learning. Um, how does that impact a school's letter grade or does it? It does. It does not so much for um, Hope Academy of Public Service because we only have six things that they look at when they look at figuring our letter grade. 
However, for Hope High School, it's a completely different um, situation for them. Basically, what they do when the kids begin ninth grade, they allow us all schools that want to participate to start logging students' hours. Basically, they have to have a, um, a form that they fill out where they tell you what project they've done, how many hours they've completed, what they, what service they provided, and then give a reflection on it. <clears throat> so they have until their senior year to accumulate 75 hours. At the end of students' senior year, if they have completed 75 hours, we give them a career focus credit, which does not count on their GPA, but it does count as a credit for them to graduate. Then we send in, like let's say we've got 180 kids that are seniors this year. We have 90 kids that receive credit for 75 hours of community service. We send that number in to the department. They have a formula they plug it into and they give us, we can earn up to one point that counts toward our letter grade. There are 11 different components for high school that we receive points on. Now, for each student, it's an additional point, or is it one point? One point for the whole for the school. Whole school. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, Mr. Hoagland knows the formula for that. Sure. But um, that's how it's assigned to us, and that's why we are striving. We were so close to making our next letter grade. Yeah. So we have really put a push on at the high school this year for the kids to get their hours recorded. And uh, it's been, that's been nice. Some of them have come and worked with some of the projects that the Academy of Public Services had. So, and they're starting to be more service-minded as high school students, which you like to see. Sure. Because a lot of times they're so busy with extracurricular activities, they don't always think about how they can give back to their community. Well, we've been, you know, this is year four with the HAPS model, and so ideally we've got a four, to, a, a, let's see, we should have anywhere from an 11th to maybe a senior uh, that has been through the HAPS model uh, that's on the high school campus that gets, and so that, that public service uh, feeling has been driven yes. into some of those, and, and and, and I think as the as HAPS has grown and, and gotten more attention, that public service minded mindfulness has kind of grown with not just HAPS students, but other campuses in our district. Yes, and so that's been a great thing for our community mm -hmm. and for the students, just for them to begin to think about, this is my community, how can I help others that are in my community? And I always tell the kids, you know, on days when maybe you're not feeling so great about yourself, one way you can always brighten your day is to go out and help someone else just because you want to do something nice for someone. What kind of things, I mean, we've, over the last four years, we've partnered uh, with a ton of different folks. A ton of people. Um, what are some of those folks and maybe some of the projects that, that you've worked on? This year, just in the, I guess, three or four months we've been in school, 
we have partnered with um, the Master Gardeners. We have partnered with the Clinton Birthplace Home. Uh, Ranger Mike is always just great to come over and teach our kids about ways that they can serve the community. He's just an excellent resource for yeah. us. We have partnered with Kindred at Home, Hope Haven, Rainbow of Challenges. We have partnered with um, the State Park, the Downtown Merchants, which is also, you know, Hope yeah. Chamber of Commerce. Right. One of our favorite things we've done is we have a partnership with The Call. Yeah. And what we have done, we have uh, given the parents that are participating in The Call a parents' night out yeah. at least once a month. And that's just been a huge... That has been. Uh, the people I've talked to that have been involved in it, uh, it's been very special to them. It has been. Um, we have had several of the banks partner with us to help us feed the kids at night and to do special things for them. Uh, of Tell course, us a little bit more about the call and the partnership there for the Parents Night Out in case somebody's not aware of it. That okay. Um, well, last spring when we began to talk about what are some things we want to do for the 2019-2020 school year, one of our teachers said, you know, I would really like to see us do something to assist with the call. So we began to talk about it and she said, you know, one of the things we could do would be just to offer the parents a parent's night out. So we all agreed that'd be something we could do. So we began to put the wheels in motion of getting that together. We had no idea what we were getting <laughs> ourselves into because we had, we had planned to start it in September, but because of the requirements that they have, background checks right. they have to make, babysitter training we had to do with the kids, right. um, it took us a while to get it up and going. But once we got it up and going, uh, Dixie Coffee, of course, has just been oh, instrumental yeah. in helping us with it. Once we got it up and going, she connected us with the lady at uh, DHS mm -hmm. that works with her. And the uh, lady at DHS was able to tell us, you know, here's, here are some things that must be in place for y'all to be able to do this. Right. So once we got all that lined out, then Dixie made the parents aware and the young lady at DHS made the parents aware that this was being offered. So um, our students have been trained. They do activities with the kids. The parents know the dates that we're going to have it. And they call, they either call Dixie, usually they call Dixie, and then she lets the two teachers at our school know, which is uh, Marilyn Marks and Mandy Townsend. Okay. She lets them know, and then we know how many of our kids that are trained to be babysitters you know, that we need to have well, that I wasn't night. sure how you guys coordinated that. Because I, I was going to ask, okay, the first night, uh, were you sitting around just waiting to see who shows up, or did you have some kind of idea? What yes, we knew. We knew that we had two or three families. Yeah. One of the families that came said, this is the first time in, I don't know, I think she said a year or two, that her family had been able, that she and her husband had been able to go out without the kids and just have some family time. A lot of times on those nights, the call gives the parents a gift certificate to yeah. go out to eat. Right. 
So it's just been a win-win situation all around. And it has just been one of my favorite things that we've been able to do and provide for our community. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I don't mean to. Uh, but I'd like to see us do a similar activity mm -hmm. every couple of months or every quarter or something for parents of students with disabilities. Oh, that's a great idea. That, you know, that that they don't get the same opportunities mm -hmm. to go uh, and, and, and just put that bug out there and maybe between me and you and Miss Wiley, we can figure out a way to make something like that at least once or twice every school year. I think it'd be an excellent thing you know, for us to provide for our community. You know. One of the other things that we talked about when we were talking about this parents' night out is, you know, when we have our parent-teacher conference night, a lot of times parents don't have anywhere for their kids to stay while they're having the conference. Right. So we have also talked about having, you know, a service provided for the parents right. so that they could drop their kids off for us. Mm -hmm. Let us entertain them while they go out and have their conferences. So, idea. you know, both of those are things that yeah. I will take back to our committee at uh, yeah. HAPS. I, in the high school and see I, what we can do. Uh, I stand committed to, to work one of those nights if you need me. I'm, okay. not, a, I'm not a certified babysitter, <laughs> but I can at least uh, run and get pizza or something. So I'll do whatever you need. But I, I think that'd be a good idea. Both of those ideas are fantastic. They are. So hopefully we can get that in the works. Um, we talked about the partners. Um, what's on the horizon in the next few months? In the next few months, we will be making baby blankets for Arkansas Children's Hospital. That's always one another one of my favorite things that we do. Um, we're asking for donations, you know, a fleece. Uh, so if any of the listeners want to donate fleece to the project, just come by HAPS and leave it and say, hey, this is for the Arkansas Children's event you're going to have. We're doing that about, I believe the date's January 25th. Okay. We will also make Valentine's and give those out to Hope Haven, Kindred at Home, and, um, you know, any of the other nursing homes here in town. Let them have those for the, for the uh, patients and clients that they serve so that we can share those. Then in um, March... I don't believe we have anything scheduled, but in April we will go and work Special Olympics. Yeah. We will also work on getting the uh, Denny's Place Garden ready. We'll work with the Master Gardeners yeah. on that, getting that ready for the summer. And we will. We have adopted Grady Street yeah, with okay. the city, yeah. so we will work on that street, getting that cleaned up. Um, and I'm sure Ranger Mike will be over and help us with that. We, uh, I visited with, with uh, Mike um, last or earlier this week, anyway, about the uh, uh, Black History Month program. That, oh yes, that, that he's working on, and uh, I know some of our students are, are working with that too. That is a huge HAPS uh, East project that they are doing. We did one for the Hispanic community uh, during Hispanic Month. It was a huge success. We had a mariachi band, the parents from HAPS yeah. provided food, and when they have the black history emphasis in February, they're asking people to volunteer to bring a dish, right. 
and then they're going to put and bring the recipe and they're going to put a recipe book together it's going to be digital yeah. so they can just share it out yeah. so that's certainly yeah. on the horizon mike, matter of fact, mike sat down for a similar conversation earlier this week and we talked about it and then hope public schools is providing i told him i don't know what to to put us up hook us up with but we're so we're making beans and cornbread for that evening so it's going to be a great fun. night yeah, it's fun. it's got a great be a interesting speaker for that night and all yes he does uh, and so i'm excited about, about putting there he truly does and then we will finish out the school year down at train days it's always a treat it's always <laughs> a treat and always fun for the kids yeah. they always enjoy it so well we have we'll have a ton of games down there for the little ones to play and probably candy to pass out to them okay. so well uh a lot of times, and, and this is one of the last things I'll ask you because I know you're busy. Uh, a lot of times people confuse uh, community service and HAPS community service work with HAPS East. While they do a lot of work together, uh, those are two different animals. Can they you kind are. of explain that? They are two different animals, and most of the time when HAPS East has something going, it is strictly for their program. A lot of times when they go to the East Conference, that that's what they're showcasing. That's their time to kind of showcase what they're doing. I do work very closely with Mrs. Brady and right. the East kids, though. And um, they're always service-minded, and it's always a lot of fun to work with them. But that's a very small group of students in our school. Right. So our East kids that are in the East uh, program, have extra hours that they do um, we have through the month of December we have served our community 1,256 hours wow. and our parents have served over 2,000 hours that's awesome so um, you know that's just great and it's just December yeah something something's lit a fire there and, and there's some interest there and a well I think it just illustrates what we already probably already know that everybody's willing to do anything they just need an avenue to to to, to showcase themselves and an avenue to to to, uh, to work through yes absolutely what else do we need to know or you want to tell anybody about the public service program at whole public schools well if there's anything that someone would like for our students to assist them with to help with you can call me at 870-722-2700, extension 426, and say, hey, Mrs. Crowder, I want to come talk to you and see if we can work out a, a, a project or a time that we can get your students plugged in with our organization. No, nothing too big or too small? Nothing too big or too small. You know, a lot of times if it's not big enough for the whole grade, because we usually do our service mm -hmm. days, with certain grades at the school, um, you know, it might be something that our East students can do. Our East students have worked with Rainbow of Challenges just as we have, but on a different level. Yeah. They've been able to do a video for them to showcase Rainbow of Challenges yeah. and the services they offer. So there's no project too small. A lot of times people don't realize, though, that when we come, it's an army of about 60 people. Yeah. So our service stays typically three to four hours, so it needs to be you know, substantial, substantial enough, yeah. enough for us to have the kids plugged in yeah. and serving. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it does. I've seen 
the takeoff, and it's, <laughs> it is like a young lion. So I appreciate very much, number one, the work you do uh, and, and the willingness you do with this because um, it, it's we kind of just threw you in here and said, hey, this is kind of what we want to do. Um, not sure what it's going to look like, Joan, but you you can do it. And you've morphed it into what I think is uh, a, a template and a model that's other districts and other schools can follow. So. I hope so. You know, if anyone ever wants to come and visit, we'd love for them to come and I just like, check like out what we're doing. So thanks for the time, though. You're Appreciate welcome. It. All right. Have a great day. See, that was, uh, that was basically paying us up. I want to say thanks to Ms. Crowder and all of our staff and students who worked so hard to uh, develop a, a quality uh, public service program here in our school system. Um, I hope that each and every one of you will take the opportunity to, to uh, try to do something nice for somebody else. This is our first episode of the year, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening, and always, as always, thank you for believing in Hope Public Schools. Thank you.